Hello, and welcome to the Apartment Academy. I'm the Dean of the Academy, Daniel Cunningham, and uh, we want to welcome you back to these, these Ivy-lined uh, edifices of the Apartment Academy, which is the multifamily's only operations-focused podcast featuring insights from industry leaders, investors, vendors, and technology providers. So if you invest in multifamily real estate, are you involved in day-to-day on-site operations of apartment buildings, uh, we are your source for efficiency operations, maximizing ROI. You are our student demographic. Today's podcast was uh, with Jen Picotti, who is with a company called Swift Bunny, and um, really compelling insights into uh, employee satisfaction and retention, which leads to resident retention, which is something that, that we think about all the time. So I hope you enjoy and learn a little something. Here's Jen. All right. Welcome, Jen Picotti. Today's uh, professor at the Apartment Academy. Um, Jen is the Chief Learning Officer at Swift Bunny. Um, Jen, really glad to have you today. Um, give us a little quick background of, about yourself uh, so we understand the kind of the context of what we're going to be talking today as it relates to your personal experience. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I have been in this industry since 2000 and I started on the owner operator side. So uh, that got me, that was like my first baptism by fire to work closely with on-site folks and um, get into the customer experience. And um, I was their quality manager, policies and procedures, all that operational type stuff. And then I moved over into the vendor side with Satisfax Research, got into the employee survey side of things to really understand what they like, what they don't like, what's frustrating, uh, what they love. And then we were acquired by the same parent company as apartmentratings.com. So I got to understand that whole side of things as ratings and reviews became suddenly this integral part of brand management and hearing the voice of the the resident in a new and different way. Um, So spent time getting to understand that. Moved into the corporate social responsibility side of things with Manage Inc., where we really saw the cross-section of employee feedback, resident feedback, supplier feedback, and how all of that was impacted by uh, the social responsibility of property management companies, because that's becoming a big part of investors' decisions on who they're going to be partnering with. They want to see um, the environment, social, and governance uh, aspects of, of what companies are doing. And then finally, that company was uh, was purchased, and out of that came Swift Bunny, where we are focusing very particularly on the employee engagement and the employee experience in multifamily. So that it's I've had this 360 degree view of this industry, which I absolutely love because you get to see how it all works together, how one thing impacts the other, and so that's brought me here with you today. Right on, great. Well, let's let's jump right into that. Then why? Um, there's a couple. There's a couple things I want to cover today. Um, employee engagement, as you just mentioned, resident satisfaction as well. Um, talk about just what is. Why are these things important to the industry? Um, you know, why does it matter? Why does what what problems did Swift Bunny come along and want to solve for the apartment operators? Well, I've always found that it's really interesting that property management companies tend to focus primarily on the resident experience, and they set really high standards of of how they expect their employees to interact with, respond, and serve their residents in their community. 
which makes sense. We want to make sure the customer is happy. But what's interesting is that we don't focus as much attention on the employee experience. And if the employees don't have the tools, the resources, the support they need to do their job well, then it's really difficult for them to be able to, or even want to provide this amazing resident and customer experience. So what we're hoping to do is help property manager, property management companies um, really look at the full experience and understand that in order to get the best resident experience, the highest level of resident retention, you have to take a step before that and say, all right, what is the employee experience? What do they have what they need to do their job well? And what typically do you find is lacking in um, when it comes to um, recognizing the importance of, of, the, of the employee experience that they're having? I think that most owners, most employers, they when they hire people, they expect, okay, we've hired you to do a job. We know that you're competent. You have the skills and information you need. So just go do it. Um, and the focus is really on holding on to those, those customers. Uh, I think the, when they realize that when employees are interested and excited and feel supported in their work, the return on investment is exponential. Um, they're going to be more profitable. They're going to see less turnover. And I think they also don't understand the true cost, uh, of employee turnover right now, employee turnover in our industry is at about 33, 34%. And in some cases like maintenance and leasing, it can be like 50 and 60%. That's expensive, um, not only in trying to find and recruit and bring people on board, but man, the people who are left behind on site and having to cover for those roles that are missing and being hired for, it's exhausting. And when residents don't have that consistent, those, those names and faces that they know, you know, they develop relationships with those on-site folks um, they can go in and they can say, okay, the crazy cat lady situation is blowing up again. And if I go into my my person in the leasing office, I don't have to explain the crazy cat lady. They have lived that with me over the past three years. And they can say, don't worry, Jen, I'm on it. We'll, we'll take care of it. Um, so those types of relationships are critical. So if you can reduce employee turnover, what happens is you actually reduce resident turnover. So those are the connections I really love making with these leaders and owners in the property management world. It's oftentimes difficult to really get to an ROI on things like employee satisfaction. But you mentioned that that it sounds like Swift Bunny has a has a beat on that. You can, is there something you can share with uh, the listeners with respect to what kind of ROI drives uh, is driven by a great employee engagement? Yeah, absolutely. One of the biggest uh, things that we look at is the cost of replacing an employee. So every time you lose an employee, it typically takes anywhere from the employee's salary plus 10% and up to two times that employee's salary to replace them in the organization. Um, and the higher up the food chain you go, whether it's an on-site manager, whether it's a regional manager, or whether it's a um, you know VP, SVP, C-suite, those can be um, more than double and, and maybe even quadruple uh, that person's salary just to replace them. So that in and of itself, just not having to replace someone and pay that extra money, that really um, reduces the, the spend if you can reduce that turnover. Uh, but also things like overtime on site. If you take into account the amount of overtime that it takes 
on site to cover some of those uh, roles that haven't been filled quickly, you lose a maintenance team member. Well, someone's got to still keep up on those service requests. Um, if you lose a, a leasing associate, you've got to be able to take care of all of that traffic that's coming in, answer those calls, um, make those schedules, do those tours. That overtime really adds up. And not only that, the level of service goes down. So if you have residents, if you're short, a maintenance person, and you have people waiting for their service requests to be completed, they're having to wait a day or two or more longer, the level of service goes down. And service requests and follow-up to phone calls and things like that are typically the number one reasons a resident is not going to stay at your community. So you have a much higher risk, flight risk, from the resident point of view when they're, they're not getting that level of service because you have employee turnover. Do, do you have any feel for how uh, how long it takes for, you know, when you have turnover for a new employee to sort of become fully productive and, and efficient? Is there some lag, even if you do find somebody to replace that person between the time when they get hired and when they're actually, you know, considered a fully functional member of the onsite team? Yeah, it can typically take anywhere from 90 days to six months for someone to truly wow. get up and running. The other challenge with that is that we typically see the highest level of turnover happens in those first 90 days of, employ of employment. So if you have a, um, you get a person in place and they have a terrible onboarding experience, they're not getting trained, they don't know who to turn to for answers, um, they're just thrown into the frying pan, they're like, ah, peace out. You know, this is nuts. Um, and they'll leave. And so then you've got to start the process all over again. So that employee experience, even from day one, can really pay off huge because if you can keep them engaged, you can give them the information and the tools they need, in the, especially in those first 90 days, and have a culture for them to be delivered into uh, with, a, with a lot of support so they can do their job well, you're going to have people up and running and functioning in those 90 days uh, get to work effectively and stay in their role a lot longer. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Jen, can you share with us uh, what are some of the most common sources of employee um, dissatisfaction? What do, when you survey, what do you find people are, are, are uh, upset about? When it comes to residents, um, it's really interesting to me that it comes down to the basics. And for year after year after year, I mean, I was in the resident specific resident survey side of things and the ratings and review side of things for nearly 10 years. And it was the basics of not getting phone calls returned same day or even within 24 hours, not having their service requests done within 24 or 48 hours. Uh, those are the things where people will just say it is not worth it. I am paying too much money. Um, to, to not be able to just get a phone call returned or an email returned or to get my sink to stop dripping. Um, so those are the really the basic type things. The other thing is having a, a consistent level of holding residents responsible for breaking the rules. So if curfew and the noise curfew is 10 o'clock. They don't like that. Well, no, they don't like that people aren't held accountable. Yeah. So it's like, okay, I'm being quiet by 10 o'clock but you are allowed to have your parties until one or two in the morning. And I've called and complained about it, but you guys did it last weekend, you're doing it again this weekend. And so people actually respect the fact when um, property teams will say to that resident who's breaking the rules, hey, not okay, and this is what's going to happen the next time you break the rules. Um, they might get some initial pushback, 
But generally, people are much happier, communities are much happier when property management teams actually hold residents accountable to the rules. So that sounds like a funny thing, but it, they really appreciate the fact that it's like, well, I have to do it. You have to do it too. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, talk about uh, switch and talk about the employee side for a second. What are the most common sources of dissatisfaction from employees? It's interesting because communication is always at the top of the list for them as well. So typically we see um, adequate internal company communication. Do I know what's going on? Especially in a pandemic year when things are changing constantly, do they know what the current approach is? But even in regular, you know, normal times, just having access to information um, and getting responses within 24 hours. If a property manager or an assistant property manager has to ping the accounting department three, four, five times just to get an answer to a question that a resident has posed to them, that is really frustrating because it's not only a waste of time for them, it makes them look incompetent in front of their residents and that's not a good feeling. Um, so it's those things. It's also not knowing about um, potential job opportunities within the organization. Uh, every company thinks that, hey, I've got a career page on my website. My employees must know where to look if they're interested. Well, the thing is, employees really want the company to be pushing those opportunities out to them on a regular basis so that they feel like, oh, my company's interested in me progressing. My manager's interested in me moving you know, upward and, and expanding my own, my own role and my own skill set. Um, so even just having a monthly or quarterly email that goes out to all employees saying, hey, here's what's new and available in our job openings, that one thing can increase engagement and satisfaction, which I, I find really fascinating. Wow, that's a great tip. That's a great tip. Let me let me rewind to what you said about communication. Um, you know, when, when I was uh, running a property management company, I mean, there was a lot of chaos that I experienced on a day-to-day -day basis. There's a lot happening on site. Um, and it is, it does sometimes seem like it's difficult to uh, you, to get to everything, right? Uh, to answer all the emails, to get to the text messages when you have residents that have burning issues, um, sometimes literally. Um, what what have you seen, Jen, between those companies that you survey where there's high, uh, sorry, high employee satisfaction and those that aren't, what have you seen that is the difference in terms of their communication style, the tools, what are they doing differently on the communication front that's, that's, that's leading to a better employee experience? There's a few things that really make a huge difference. First of all, making sure that every single employee has a unique company issued email address so that they even have the ability to get information out to everyone. Uh, it's amazing how many companies we've come up against that don't have email addresses no, for all of their people. Crazy. It's like, <laughs> that seems like a basic. So just having that. Um, the other thing we see is not, or let's say this another way. Another thing that we see is if companies are aware of what they're asking of their people. Um, so instead of just saying, well, we're doing this report because we've always done it every week or every month or every quarter, having the time, taking the time to look and see, does anyone else run this report? Is it really necessary for our manager on site to run this report? Or is this a report that we can run internally at the corporate office and be able to make the, the decisions we need to make? So really being focused on everything we're asking of on-site team members 
Uh, does it impact a decision that's being made? Does anyone even look at this information? Um, and is there another way that we can gather this information um, that will be more effective and be less burdensome for the on-site teams? Because there's a lot of duplication that you typically find taking place that really burns time um, on the on-site team's perspective. And the third thing that really makes a difference is that the um, leadership is doing a regular communication with their teams. On-site teams, every level of the organization, they love hearing from executive leadership regularly. It's great if they have a good relationship with their manager, but there is actually a strong correlation between employees seeing and respecting their executive leadership and the impact it has on their willingness to stay with the organization. So companies that have been doing monthly or bi-monthly all hands town hall meetings, whether it's through Zoom um, or a phone call, just hearing the, the leader's voice on a regular basis and hearing, hey, what's new? What's going on? Who's celebrating a 25 year anniversary with the company? Um, this Just those kinds of things. Even if it's just a 15 minute call, um, that has a huge impact on people feeling connected and informed and a part of uh, this organization. Yeah, right. So um, we didn't really talk about that. I mean, with the effect of COVID in the last um, year, um, that need to hear from senior executives um, has probably only grown because the the you know you're not getting the same level of of site visits that you used to have, um, uh, and so you know engaging through Zoom. And something like that's become you know more important than ever. That has been a huge, huge impact on uh, the success um, or challenge level of challenges for property management companies is this whole COVID thing. Um, the companies that have been most successful and and have had the the highest level of engagements from their employees and residents are the ones who have been very proactive about their communication. They've had the infrastructure in place, the emails, the, the phone numbers, um, to be able to connect with their employees and residents regularly and their suppliers. Uh, so there's some companies that have done it really well, like Red Peak out of Colorado has done a phenomenal job of, from the beginning, um, they let every group know through all of their channels, social media, email, um, they would do conference calls to let their residents know, this is how you get in contact with us. This is the level of service you can expect it's different but you know we're we're keeping an eye on things they let their suppliers know here's how to contact us um here's what we will and won't allow right now they let their employees know here's what our schedules are going to look like here's going to who's going to work remote they were really proactive about it but there are some companies that have really floundered and their their people are just absolutely overwhelmed um and so because they don't have the, the information, they don't know how they're supposed to be handling certain things. Um, so it was interesting because the companies that were consistently doing like weekly or bi-weekly town hall meetings with their employees to keep them informed of the changes during the pandemic, we would hear back from them saying, you know, I think we're gonna put our, you know, take our foot off the gas and, you know, maybe just do once a month or every six weeks or something of checking in. And we're like, no, 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 no. Don't take your foot off the gas. Things are still changing. Things are still evolving. Economies are opening and reclosing and all kinds of things. So keep that cadence because your people have gotten used to it and they're really looking for, even if nothing's changed, just get on that call and say, we're still doing the same thing this week. 
<laughs> and and that's what they're looking for. So communication is key right now. That's interesting, Jen. I wonder have you are, have you seen enough of this yet to say if there's a trend towards having having these companies gotten used to this new method of of virtual communication? Do you think that any of that's going to stick with us once you know? city states open up again um do you think we will travel less to see probably think about regional managers or regional service managers do you think there will be less travel now because we've gotten so much more efficient at these virtual communications um or do you think we 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 need to go exactly back to how we were in terms of the the amount of on-site visits that are being conducted in order to really have a a well-functioning and satisfied workforce You know, I think that there's been a lot of introspection um, during this time of what do we want life to look like now that, you know, everything was pulled back and we weren't able to do anything. Uh, So what do we want to thoughtfully put back into place uh, once things start opening up? I think that there is some pleasant surprise of like, oh, there's certain things that we can do virtually. We don't have to do everything in person all the time. But I also know that this is a very people-focused industry. We like hanging out with each other. We like seeing firsthand how things are going. So I think that people will be a little more intentional about their travel. Um, I think they will be more willing to look at how can we do this through a phone call or a Zoom meeting. Um, But I also know that that people are Zoomed out. Um, It's like (laughs) the amount of meetings doubled for most people. And it's like, well, since we can't just check across the hall and see that someone's sitting there, we should probably have an hour long meeting. It's like, oh my gosh, please no. <laughs> so I think we've got to, we're trying to find the right balance of what is the, what's the appropriate time of in-person visits versus online versus quick check-ins versus a quick text message. Um, I think we're more willing to say we don't have to be together in person all the time. Um, and it's opened up new opportunities for, for conferences, for training, um, people who were not, wouldn't even consider remote options for some of those things. I think now they're more willing to say, okay, let's try it or let's allow some of this to happen virtually. And I think that's a positive thing because it can save a lot of money. Yeah. So if you can really get that process down, which is to say how you can, how you can bifurcate those things that really can be done virtually and monitored virtually versus those that you need to be in person, then you can, you will be more efficient with people's time. And ultimately you'll have more satisfaction from the employees on site because they, they, uh, you can, you, you talked earlier about there's a lot of sometimes some duplicative efforts, right? Between things that, you know, are done one way or another. If we can figure out, yeah, we can do all this via remote. We can do all this on in person. Keep those two sides of the house, you know, in terms of process really clean. You will have not just a better running asset, but you'll have um, greater satisfaction, great, you know, happier employees. Oh, absolutely. That sounds like the challenge. It is the challenge. And I think from a regional perspective, we don't spend a lot of time talking about our regionals. Um, and how much they have on their place going, like you say, from property to property to property. They have so many meetings at the corporate office. They have to go out and, and figure out how to make it all happen on site. Um, so I think that this is an opportunity for them. How do we better support our regionals so that they're not spread so thin? How can we streamline the communication for them um, so that they 
they can be an effective um, leader for their teams of saying, okay, here's what we need to do. Still have those touch points with them, but not spend, you know, 30% in a car or on a plane. Right. We, we always used to say that, um, you know, we didn't, we didn't want the regionals managing minutiae. We wanted them making money. You know, they should be, when they're, when they make a site visit, they should be talking about the things that are, you know, generating revenue. Like, you know, are we, are we, how's our leasing percentage? How is our, you know, have we raised rents sufficiently adequately? How's our marketing? Um, and, um, yeah, there's a lot on their plate too. So finding ways to, to make them more efficient, be able to do more remotely could be a, a big game changer for the industry. Uh, talk a little, let's shift gears a little bit. Talk a bit about how, where, what role does Swift Money play in, in alleviating all of this? Like what, um, you know, if, if I'm concerned as an operator about my guest, not my guest, if I'm concerned as an operator about my employee satisfaction and resident satisfaction, um, what do I turn to Swift Bunny for? We are the only company out there that is multifamily focused and finding out about how our multifamily employees doing, what's working for them, what's not working for them, uh, what they love about the companies they work for, and what are the things that drive them absolutely crazy when they go to work every day. And it's amazing to me that so many of the things that we find that are frustrating to employees are minor issues that are very solvable. It's just a matter of knowing what they are. And most of the time, they can't personally solve the issue themselves. They need someone a level or two above them to be like, oh, yeah, we can take care of that. We can provide that. We can fix that. Um, and so creating a, a conversation that makes it easy for leaders to consume the information and also know, well, how do we fix it? Because uh, you know, data on its own doesn't do much for you. It's like, okay, this percent said this, so what? So what, it, what Swift Bunny really focuses on is not only finding that feedback, providing the data to you, but showing you here's where you're gonna have the biggest impact. This is where you can, you're gonna get the biggest bang for your buck by focusing on these areas and here are some specific actions you can take to specifically address this thing. Because knowing what the problem is one thing, but having input on how to solve it, that's the critical point um, so that you can, we do all the heavy lifting for you so that you can say, okay, let's put that in place. Let's solve this. Let's make it easier on our people. So there's a, there's a truly a consultative piece of what, of what Swift Bunny does as well, it sounds like. Oh, absolutely. And being able to connect the dots and also help learn from the greater industry and to tell a company, here are the trends that I'm seeing. Here are the things that I see working for other companies that you might want to consider. And I think company, I know that people really appreciate hearing, well, what is, what's everyone else doing? What challenges are they running into? Um, and I think that's extremely valuable, especially that it's specifically multifamily focused because what might work in a restaurant or a hotel might not work in this particular environment. Yeah, uh, I, I love um, I love when people speculate about trends or, you know, uh, try to look into the future a little bit and see what's on the horizon. Is there anything uh, compelling that, that you're seeing that's on the horizon when it comes to um, employee engagement, employee management? that you want to share with people? Yes, we are in near crisis mode with on-site managers. Never before have I seen on-site managers at such risk 
of not only leaving the company they're currently working for, but leaving the industry entirely. So over the past nine months or so, I have seen a huge shift in managers' um, intention to stay with their company. Typically, they are are solid rocks. They are the ones that are like, yeah, I'm sticking around. I am very likely to be here over the next year, two years, whatever. We're seeing a huge shift so that nearly one out of five employee onsite managers are not sure whether they're going to stick around for the next year or not. Now, typically, so that's nearly 20%. Typically, I see that number around nine or 10%. Um, so we're nearly double that number of managers who are like, ah, I don't know about this. So one thing that we can do, because a lot of times, again, it just comes down to communication of checking in with your managers and saying, what is the biggest obstacle that you have during your week that's getting in the way of you getting your work done on a weekly basis? By just asking that question, it is amazing how many issues you can resolve and how a, a manager will finally feel heard and seen um, and get the support that, that they want. Because again, so many times it's a very small thing, but they personally don't have the authority or the ability to solve that particular issue. So take care of your managers uh, because they, they need some TLC. Uh, they have been bombarded, especially during the pandemic. They really need support. They've been doing a lot. There's, uh, you know, this is a difficult industry as it is. It's, it's difficult enough to retain people because it's, it's a, in many ways, you know, managers have one of the most difficult jobs I think I've ever seen, right? Which is if you're doing a great job, if you're the best manager that there, that there ever was, somebody's probably yelling at you today, right? Because managers have to do unpleasant things like, you know, tell people they have to pay their rent and that their dog is not meet the breed standard. I mean, there's all kinds of things they have to do. It's part of their job that upset people. So, um, yeah. So if you would, if you layer on top of that, a lack of communication from, from internally that, that's, that compounds that, um, then you're, you're really adding for a recipe for, for mass exodus. Yeah. That's, that's very interesting. Have you, are you, have you seen? And these are who the residents love. Love their managers. You know, those are the anchors. You know, people, residents develop relationships with their managers. They bring them uh, cookies. They bring their kids by to say hi. They stop in in the morning to have a conversation. So when you lose that manager, that anchor, residents notice, and that makes them a little more likely to say, "Huh, oh, maybe I'll check out this this community down the road." Yeah, one of the th- one of the, the major. Uh, drivers of resident retention is a feeling of community, right? A feeling of belongingness. And um, we don't- Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And managers play, what you're saying is a big role in that. Oh, a huge role. They're the ones that set the tone. They create the culture. They're the ones that show, give the example for how leasing and maintenance should respond and interact with with the residents. So they're just absolutely key. Anything in terms of trends- Anything else happening um, that companies are doing to go out of their way to sort of retain um, employees? I think uh, we're seeing a, um, an increased focus on maintenance um, and we're seeing some very creative training programs because it's really difficult to find and keep good maintenance techs. We're hearing a lot about how um, the people that are in the employment pool right now are less skilled, but want more money. And so there's a lot of creative programs out there that are going out and recruiting um, individuals who might have an interest in maintenance, but maybe don't have the skills. 
and putting them into creating their own skills and trade schools within the property management company and taking some of their seasoned vets to do clinics and build their own internal bench strength and invest in their local communities, you know, going to uh, high school career fairs and, and um, local career fairs where you're just saying, hey, if you're interested, if you're good with your hands, if you're interested in this type of thing, but you don't have the training, we will train you. Uh, and a lot of companies are seeing some, some great success with that. So instead of relying on, well, we hope that we can find someone, um, they're creating their own internal academies, which I'm sure you can, uh, <laughs> you can be appreciative of. Um, but I think we're having to get creative in those ways and develop our own talent because the talent pool is not giving us what we need right now. Yeah. Wow. That's always been a problem. Um, well, Jen, this has been really insightful. I think you've shared some great things today. I really appreciate you coming on and joining us today. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. All right. Well, thanks for logging in and listening today here at the Academy. If you've enjoyed these podcasts and feel like your management company could use a little advice from some of the professors here at the Apartment Academy, then go to our website, apartmentacademy.com and click help me. And we'll send you a questionnaire and provide individualized responses to your answers at no charge that I guarantee will offer you insights on ways you can immediately improve apartment operations. Look forward to next time with you.